0: You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 187, Katie 2.0, a client success story. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful week. It's been a little while since I've done any client success story episodes, and I'm going to be releasing more of them in the near future because I really want to celebrate the work my clients have done to uplevel their parenting, their minds. And their lives. And I want them to serve as examples of what's possible for you. Sometimes when you hear someone else's story, it can inspire you to take action in your own life. This week, I'm introducing you to Katie. Katie reached out to me last summer, right before returning to her job as a kindergarten teacher. She was in the middle of a divorce after 16 years of marriage, had three young kids, and felt completely stuck when it came to rebuilding her life as a single mom. Katie started referring to herself as Katie 2.0 about three months into our coaching because her transformation was so striking. I would say that for at least the first month, if not more, she broke down crying every session, which by the way, is completely normal and can be very healing, right? Like when you're trying to keep it together at work or with the kids, it's so helpful to just have a safe, non-judgmental space to simply let it all out. So to hear how empowered Katie is now and watch the way she supports other moms in our group has been amazing to witness. I think I've even called her Coach Katie on a couple of occasions because she's really incorporated the tools and concepts from coaching into her life and her identity. And I didn't give her any of these questions ahead of time. I didn't tell her what to say, but it actually sounds scripted because Katie is just so articulate and thoughtful. So I'm really excited for you to hear her story and get to know her too. Please enjoy my interview with Katie 2.0. Okay, Katie, welcome to today's podcast. Hi, Pam. Hi, I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being brave and vulnerable and and agreeing to do this this interview. So why don't you start just by uh, introducing yourself and telling us about who you are, and your family, and um, maybe how you found Less Drama, More Mama.
1: Yeah. My name is Katie, and I'm a kindergarten teacher in West Seattle. And I have three kids, a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 3-year-old. And I, I was in the process of getting divorced and really reframing and restructuring the way I parent and the way that I run my household. And I found looking for a different parenting podcast. And I stumbled upon Less Drama, More Mama and listened to a couple of episodes. And I felt like it was totally of a a different framework for understanding parenting. And I had read quite a few parenting books and as an educator, studied parenting, but the perspective was so refreshing that um, we can really come in with circumstances being neutral and choosing how to think about Things fresh and that there isn't necessarily a right, there isn't a right way or a wrong way to do something. It's like, whatever really works for you and aligns with your values and your morals, and that, that can guide you that you already have that compass within you. And it's just kind of figuring out what that is for you and helping you frame your life that way. And it makes things line up in a way that's so meaningful and life-giving.
0: Mm, I love that. So Tell me a little bit more about what you were reading about or listening to in these other parenting resources that was not that. Yeah.
1: I think sometimes it does parenting books or it can come across as like, this is a way to do it, right? If you don't yell at your kids, you will succeed. Or um, if you feed them a certain way, you know, they'll do really well or bedtime at a certain time with a certain structure, um, it'll be a cinch or something, kind of these promises that like, if you follow this formula, things will work out. And I think the truth is um, understanding your motivation behind what you choose to do and what works for your family. But there's so much freedom in trying to figure out what is life-giving for you and and sustainable that we kind of, I think as moms have these super high expectations for ourselves. Like if I do it this way, it'll, my kids will succeed. I'll succeed. We'll all be so happy all the time. All these positive moments constantly, instead of kind of the real life of like, it is work and it is worth it, but it isn't necessarily always that hard. It kind of, if you go along with what is um, something that works for you, then um, some of those pieces fall into place a little more easily than, um, following someone else's prescribed formula for mm. a parenting style or, um, for something to happen that way.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I agree. And I think that, you know, one thing about my coaching or my approach is just that every client is different, you know, and everybody, I, I, And who am I to say what you should or shouldn't do? It's just like, what do you believe? What do you, what do you want to, you know, what are your, like you said, what are your values? How do you want to think and feel about everything? And then your actions will flow. So that's so cool that you picked up on that distinction. So tell me like, what were you struggling with? Do you remember what was going on for you or what, what was going on in your life at the time that you reached out to me?
1: Yes. I was struggling a lot with, I had ended a 16 year marriage and I had kind of a difficult time finding who I was without the other person in my life and who I was without always having my children around. That was very much the center of my identity as a mother, as a wife. And so what did it look like for me to be a parent um, on my own and also a person on my own and trying to figure out who I really am and what I'm about and uh, also what, uh, how I want to rebuild my life basically. And what I want that to look like. And that, that I felt kind of stuck in like the rebuild of like, wait, but do I even, I don't want to rebuild my life. I just want my life to be like it was, but I knew that didn't work. And so trying to figure out that there is a path forward and I don't have to stay stuck and wishing things were how they aren't and kind of accepting reality and then making what I want to be my life. Like I have a chance to make my life be what I want. I'm in charge of that. I have the responsibility. I can take care of myself. I can take care of my children and I can make my life be how I want it to be. And if it's not, there are things I can change about it. And there's so much empowerment there instead of feeling like I just have to be how I am.
0: Okay, so- but let's let's go back to the time when you reached out Cause this, you're talking like Katie 2.0, right? <laughs> Where, whereas Katie 1.0, like what were her emotions? What was she feeling? What was she really like? What was she thinking at that time? Do you remember?
1: Um, I think she was believing a lot of lies that had been told to her. You're a terrible mother. You can't do this. Feeling a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. And feeling like, oh, if you're a failure, you're not going to be good at it, and not seeing a lot of empowerment or an ability to to move forward. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that closer? <laughs> um, kind of stuck in those old mindsets and frameworks of like, this must be true. Someone else said this about me, so it must be true about me. Mm-hmm. And that proving itself true because that's kind of the belief I was, and that was the results I was seeing and the evidence was there for, for those negative thoughts and kind of that shame and fear and guilt. Yeah.
0: Well, and you were probably creating the evidence because you were believing it was true. Right. That's right. Yeah. I, I remember actually when we did our mini session and you were like, do you really think I can change? Right. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that? Yes, I, like, I do. Remember. Yeah. So I don't know. What was it that helped you just take that leap of faith, I guess. Cause I didn't, I don't know that you really believed it when you.
1: No, I really don't think in that moment, it was like a shock. Like you really think there's capacity here for me to feel a lot different than I felt right then. Um, I think that I thought, well, what else am I going to do? Like if Pam believes this, she's worked with a lot of people she's gone through different things in her own life that maybe help her have hope for me. It kind of that blended vision that you saw that there wasn't completely, you had no reservations or doubts that I could grow and change and be living in a very different way in the future and um, in a lot less emotional pain and fear. And so I think you lending that vision and your confidence in in me being able to change helped a lot. And I thought, well, I guess I just need to sign up, (laughs) find out. I mean, it couldn't be worse. Like I might as well give this a shot. And um, that it was really encouraging to think I could change too.
0: Yeah. I think I have, I have that belief about everybody that comes to me. You know, it's just like, I can see in everybody, the, like you said, capacity that's within them and and even when they don't. And I think I love what you said about, you know, borrowing that belief, borrowing that vision um, until you can believe it yourself. Yeah. It's um, really powerful. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about during the coaching, what stands out to you about the process, The the actual... You know, showing up every week and what we did together and the homework and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate the consistency of coming every week. I think there was one or two weeks I had to reschedule, but just knowing that I would see you every week and then having um, access to via email, just knowing I could send you the CTFAR grids. I did a lot of those the first few weeks. And feeling like, okay, I can start with the tangible things of the homework. Like that's something I can control. I could do that. And knowing that you and I would talk about it at the at the next meeting, having um Pam, you were always so good at sending emails after we had met, like this is the follow-up, this is what um the homework is for this week. And I thought, well, I can do this, I can do these pieces. And it felt like little building stones towards movement of growth. And it felt so doable rather than kind of that huge feat of like, I'm going to just think totally differently about my life all of a sudden. <laughs> right. um, just the daily uh, engagement. Mm. Did you and find feedback. it? What's that? And the feedback that you gave, um, the questions that you asked were so thoughtful. Instead of just like, here's the answer. I was like, oh, <laughs> here's the question. And I got a chance to really think about what that meant to me or how to process that. And I found it so helpful.
0: Yes. So for, for everybody listening, like, I don't, like I said before, I don't know what the answer is for Katie. Right. So I, so I would ask her questions so so that she could figure out the right answer for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's another thing about coaching that I love is just, and I think it's different from therapy. I think the way that therapy was designed originally like with Freud, right? He was like the expert mm-hmm. and the patient was like, had to know, had to ask the expert, what do I do? And coaching is very different in, in terms of, well, the way I do it anyway, in that you, you are the expert on your own life.
1: And, and so I'm empowering.
0: Just, yes. Yes. Right? And to- I'm just there to help you figure it out. Absolutely. Cool. So, all right. So tell us, did you have any reservations about the coaching, or did you think you know there was anything like standing in your way of deciding to do it?
1: Yes, for me, I'm a very frugal person, and so just anything you have to pay for right always gives you a lot of pause. It gave me a lot of pause of like, is this kind of worth it and I remember even talking with Pam about it, and you said like it's investing in yourself, and I think when i realize like, this is a person, this isn't for someone else, except for me and the things I'm willing to invest in for other people has been consistently quite high. Mm -hmm. So when I think about that for myself and I, I also went through undergrad and graduate classes, and I think about the cost of coaching versus like a tuition for college, like it is, it has been so worth that investment of what I've gained and learned from this process. And, and
0: it's, it doesn't cost as much
1: as a college tuition, <laughs> no, let's be clear. No. <laughs> it's like a fraction of the cost and the output has been so high in terms of the learning and the way that it's
0: helping me think about my life and the growth. It's, it's exponential. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the results that you've, you've achieved since we work together.
1: Yeah, I I believe that my mindset has shifted significantly. I think being able to view circumstances as neutral is, is, it was mind-blowing for me as a baseline. And then to think like my thoughts about the circumstance affect the way I feel about it and the actions and the, or non-actions and then the results. And also realizing that other people have their own thoughts. And so even in your last podcast of unconditional love to think of like, we don't know what someone else's thoughts are and we only know our own. So I could feel so much love, for example, towards my child, but if they're not feeling that way, they maybe don't experience the same dynamic, even though we're experiencing exact same circumstance, right? We're both Mm -hmm. watching a movie. I'm feeling this deep love and warmth and they're feeling maybe annoyed or, um, any kind of other thoughts or feelings. And, and that that's not a judgment. That's okay. It's just, I'm more curious than I've ever been about, huh, I wonder what their thoughts are. I wonder what thoughts they had that led to that feeling or action. I wonder what they're believing in about themselves. Mm-hmm. And just how much curiosity I have for myself and others because of this process and non, uh, not going to judgment as much as curiosity. And it has really shifted my framework for interacting with others. And for the way I talk to myself, love myself, appreciate myself, that's grown so significantly and trust myself from being able to understand what's going on for me and and being curious about what's going on for others.
0: Can you give any examples of a way that you maybe handled something differently right, as a result of coaching versus before we work together?
1: Yeah, I think before, especially in parenting, I felt responsible for my kid's behavior or I wasn't doing something maybe that led to their behavior. And so, um, for example, the other day, um, my son was frustrated about something and I didn't take it personally. I just was curious. Huh? I wonder if he's frustrated. And I didn't um, try to fix it. I didn't try to solve his problem. I just remained curious. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm here if you want to talk. And, um, it helped me feel not, uh, I didn't feel guilt or shame or fear around the situation. I just was able to connect with him when he was ready. And I wasn't, um, I wasn't personally kind of upset about it because I, again, I was like, oh, he's feeling those feelings and I'm going to sit here with them while he feels them. But I also don't feel responsible for them. Mm-hmm. And so it helped me, uh, connect with him in a a way that was just detached, but like really beautifully um, able to be connected because I um, could be responsible for my own feelings and actions and let
0: him be responsible for his. Oh, I love it. Love it. You know, when you were talking about like sitting and watching a movie and one of you is feeling warm and loving and the other one's feeling annoyed, that reminded me of like, then if you as the warm and loving feeling person know that they're annoyed and then you're like, annoyed that they're annoyed, right? right. <laughs> like, Oh, I can't even have like a nice movie night with you because you're annoyed. And, but it, instead just understanding, like they're allowed to feel annoyed. That's okay. It has nothing yeah. to do with me. Yeah. Right? And, and I can, can still this. feel warm and loving and yeah. they can feel annoyed and it's okay. Yeah. It
1: is. I'm not responsible for their feelings. Yeah. And if yeah. they want to share them, they can say, don't, that's okay. And I can choose to be connected with them based on how I'm feeling and thinking.
0: Yeah. How else have you benefited from the coaching? Like in, in other areas, has it affected other areas of your life besides parenting? I would say it has affected a lot of relationships. It's also helped me
1: um, in my productivity. I When I started coaching with you, I wasn't doing so well at like, Cooking and organizing the things I wanted to, and I realized, based on my feelings, sometimes, if of overwhelm or um, some negative feelings, I wasn't able to get the results I was looking for in terms of productivity. And when we're feeling energized or empowered, it leads to really different actions or non-actions. And so trying being able to understand that has led to a lot of positive um, productivity in my life. And excitement, I'm really excited about what do I want my life to look like? And if I'm not, um, maybe if I want a different job, like what would those steps be to um, work towards finding that new job? And just feeling excited about the possibility of what might be coming and what can I do today to prepare for that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think coaching helps people open up their mind to like possibility. Anything is possible, right? If I just think that it is, then it it is. Um, because you didn't even think it was possible for you to change how you were feeling, and then once you realize, oh, that was possible. What else can I achieve? Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell about um, when the dishes were on your counter? <laughs> yes. yeah. Go ahead. Tell them. So I. I was
1: sometimes I had noticed that when things weren't as organized as I wanted it to be, it would lead to feelings of guilt or shame and overwhelm, and none of those things were productive. But instead, when i I met with Pam, and we talked about how, you know, some people just their dishes need to sip for a day or two before they get done or their laundry. it just kind of airs out clean laundry for a day or two before it's ready to get folded, and there doesn't need to be a judgment or shame around that kind of pause between when things are maybe messy or disorganized to organize. And I think that really freed me to feel like, yeah, the timing, it doesn't have to be this moment or never. It could be like tomorrow would be a great day to tackle that project. And that freedom really released kind of those
0: feelings of shame or guilt or um well if it doesn't get done now, it'll never get done. Yeah, because you were putting a lot of pressure on yourself to like be the perfect homeowner or whatever, like about putting things away and being organized. And it was like, what if it's not a problem? What if it's not a problem that there are dishes on the counter? And then I think it was just like, oh, well, if it's not a problem, then they can sit there. I don't have that pressure. And what ends up happening when you take that pressure off yourself is you end up putting the dishes away. Exactly. It's
1: a great <laughs> byproduct. <laughs> and- right? It's just feeling like so much lightness and joy in the moment.
0: What do you think is the most important thing that people should know about working with me or just coaching in general?
1: Okay. I think that knowing that there's no best time, the best time to do it is right now or when you are thinking it's something that would be meaningful in your life. I think the fall to me as a teacher seemed like the worst time, right? I'm starting the school year and it's very busy and it turned out to be the best time. And Pam even said like, that is the, it's, you're never too busy to start coaching because that's when you probably need it the most. And I
0: really found that to be true for myself. I remember you asked me like, well, do you think that I should wait? To, and I was like, no, no, now's the time because, because you're like, cause I have a lot of stress coming up. I'm like, well, then you need the coaching.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It couldn't have been better timing. So when you're most stressed and you think this might be the hardest time is really the best time
0: Mm -hmm. to get started. Okay. I have two, two more questions I just thought about. One is, so we have one-on-one coaching, but then I also offer two group calls a month. And what were your thoughts on that? How did that impact your experience?
1: I really enjoyed, of course, the one-on-one coaching. I also found the group coaching to be very helpful because seeing um, Pam coach others in a group helped me kind of feel detached from the situation and see it from another point of view. And it it's so much clearer to see what someone else is talking about. And like, oh, of course, you know, you can see the steps, but when it's yourself, it's harder to do that sometimes for yourself. So hearing others being coached and others coaching one another, I found really helpful or asking each other questions and um, understanding kind of more about how to
0: unpack a situation that- Yeah. It wasn't really people coaching each other, but more supporting each other. Yes. Right. And you were really good about that too. Like being supportive of other moms and cheering them on and, and things like that.
1: Yeah. There were a few moms that had also experienced either loss or divorce. And that was really encouraging to me too, being in different stages. Yes. And for some, it was many years ago. And just that perspective of, for me, this is like this year, right? But for some people, this happened 20 years ago and they're so, and is such a different place in that journey and process.
0: Yes. I think it was very important for you to hear that someone else had been divorced and understood the grief and the pain that they went through, but that now they're so much happier and they're so happy you know, with their life. It was good for you to see that. And then also you gave another group member perspective because her daughter was going through a divorce, mm-hmm. right? And so you helped her see things from a different perspective too. So I love, I love the group. My other question is if you could... Talk to Katie 1.0. Mm. and you could tell her something now where you from where you are, what would you want her to know?
1: Um, I would want her to know that she has a capacity to grow. I think she has a capacity to trust herself, that um, that even though she doesn't understand how this will all happen in terms of the growth and the mindset that, um, to be excited that there's something coming that although will be painful in the process, the outcome will be so much greater than what she could kind of imagine and be worth the journey. And Mm. I think that would, um, encourage me and that it might look so different in terms of the day to day, but have such a positive, um, outcome and, um, in a way that she couldn't understand at that time, but like kind of that blended vision, like trust me that this is worth the process mm. and that the kind of the joy and what you'll experience through this process will be um, worth the pain of the work of it. And that you'll really enjoy meeting meeting yourself and kind of thinking who you are. One of the ex- exercises That we did together, Pam, was writing myself a letter in my future. And I've reread that letter many times. And I think that exercise of picturing yourself five, 10 years from now and writing yourself genuinely, and then believing this could be true of me or for me, uh, was such a powerful exercise. And then the questions you asked to help me even go deeper in that process where like, how do you actually get there? You wanna think that, great, you're gonna think that at 45 well, what thoughts are you going to have today to get there? And yeah. I would want Katie 1.0 to start being asked those questions. Like, how do you want to be? How do you want to live? And then what are those steps you're going to take today to get there?
0: I love that. And so can you, do te- you want to share anything about future Katie? ha
1: huh. I <laughs> am excited. I, I mean, I'm excited about future Katie. She, I just really like her. I, I kind of enjoy her more every day. Yeah. Um, I like how future Katie is feeling very empowered and her, she kind of trip ups are getting shorter, right? She still has moments that she goes back into that kind of negative thought process perhaps, but she doesn't stay there. Yeah. She's kind of quicker to recognize them and see those emotions as packages to open and understand and then make choices about and move forward. She doesn't invite them to stick around for a long time or make their way into her home. She just understands, is able to feel those emotions without shame or judgment, and then is able to move forward in a way that's
0: really beneficial for her life. It makes me want to cry, honestly. (laughs) It does. It makes me want to cry to hear you say this because where you were at, what was it like five months ago? Yeah. Six months ago. It was August though. Yeah. Right. It was just, it's, it's like such a huge transformation. So is there anything else you want? You think moms should know any, any other messages that you want to share? I think that self-validation
1: and appreciation for yourself is so important that we've also done. I mean, being a mom is so hard, no matter who your kids are, what your personalities are, what they their personality is, it is a really tough job, and I think sometimes we don't give ourselves credit enough for the work that it is, and um, to validate this job is really tough, and it's the investment we can give ourselves and the way it will impact not only us but also then helping our kids' framework and their thinking as they're growing up, helping them with the anxiety that they may experience and. Something that Pam said in the motto is kind of this, this is hard. And watch me has been the motto instead of this is hard and I give up or this is hard and I don't want to do it anymore. But this is hard and watch me has been so empowering. And as a parent, that's every day, right? Like this is hard. And to validate parenting is hard. And watch us, watch us show up as the moms who want to be, as the parents that are. Impacting ourselves and our kids in positive ways, and to show up as saying the apology or just showing up the next day of not giving up or feeling like we're in that negative spiral of shame or failure, but of I can do this, I can be the mom I want to be. And if I don't get it right, I can try again in the next moment to show up as the mom I want to be and to, yeah, really validate the work that we're doing as parents. And it's so meaningful and our kids are grateful for the work we are doing in ourselves and it directly impacts the way that they experience the world.
0: Wow. Beautifully said. What have you seen in your kids? um, Speaking of, you know, how it, it affects them, what have you seen in them that may be different from before you did this work?
1: Yeah. I have noticed huge transformation in my children in the last few months and I think it's that empowerment piece of something's hard and we can do it my three-year-old does this bit where she she shouts out super Nora and super mama (laughs) and it's like I'm a superhero she's a superhero like this is hard and watch me We can do this kind of that attitude of like yeah this is hard and validating the hard and then watch us show up and whether it be in hard math problems or in our learning a new instrument or new language or for Nora learning to be emotionally regulated as a three-year-old and um, the challenges of dressing herself and that we can do this. And I think the kids have really seen that modeled, and they are taking it on in their own life of like, I've got, I can do this and it's really hard, but I'm not going to give up. And I'm going to take care of myself in the process of accomplishing my goals. Oh,
0: awesome. I want to bottle you. <laughs>
1: well, I'm very grateful for your work, Pam. And I'm so glad that you've had this. Po- the podcast is so helpful. Every week I look forward to Tuesdays and what you'll have to share. And then I'm so glad that I got to work with you personally. I live in Seattle. You live in Florida. The chances of us meeting in real life um, or without the podcast are pretty much close to none. So what a gift but even during COVID times that we could do this work remotely and you can work with the time zones. I'm just so grateful for the oh, work. Well, that I,
0: I am also so grateful to have met you and to be a part of your parenting journey. And also, I mean, you're the one who did the work, you know, <laughs> like it's not about me. You're the one who took, you know, the concepts and the tools and, made them your own and and did what you needed to do to create different results. So I mean, this really is about I told you before, this is about celebrating you and showing other moms what is possible. You know, that you are an example of what's possible for for moms who feel stuck, who feel mm-hmm. alone, who feel like lost, you mm-hmm. know, and that Mom. what overwhelmed, overwhelmed, all of that. Right. And then to be able to now say, I feel empowered. I can do anything. Watch me. I mean, that is so inspirational and amazing. So thank you, Katie. And I look forward to, maybe we'll do like a follow-up, you know, where are they now? We'll do something. (laughs) Check back in five years. Yeah. Right. That'll be fun. Okay. So thank thank you so much. And uh, let's talk to you soon. Bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.